Hello Taurus friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Taurus April 2023 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. This is for you if Taurus is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other Taurus placements you watch for. What I'm going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're a very late degree Taurus, so we'll say May 15th or so through the rest of the sign or 23 degree placement through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Gemini report as your very late degree friends will benefit from both readings. Wow, what a month. We've got so many things to talk about. I'll give you a brief summary and then we'll do a deep dive into each point. First thing, Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle targeting you. That's been going on since the end of 2021. We've got another wave and it's the second to last wave of this eclipse cycle. We've got another one at the end of the year. Chapters are coming to a close of these storylines. Things are progressing for better and worse. We will talk about that 14 degree Scorpio eclipse. That's a lunar eclipse that's on May 5th, more in the May report. But suffice to say for now, it's opposing your sign. So you are in the fire, back in the fire, okay? So whether the eclipse is in your sign or whether it's in your opposite, you're still being targeted here. So this is major, radical, life-changing events for many Taurus placements, major endings, major new beginnings, crazy trajectory shifts, this is this a very, very wild time, a very intense time. And you will be feeling this even four to six weeks before these eclipses start. Okay, so even at the end of February, you'll start feeling the April eclipse, which is a new series. And Aries Libra series is starting to get woven in as we're closing out the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle. So this is a whole new sector of energy still highlighting the me we energies. Taurus Scorpio has been doing your stuff versus other people's stuff, shared resources versus your self-sufficiency, the tangible versus the intangible, the seen versus the lesser seen realms. And now we're moving the energies of fire and air into this. And some similar themes like your inner world versus your outer world are going to be woven in here and really focusing on your relationship to yourself and your relationship with other people being the foundation for everything with the storylines in these eclipses. So the storyline that's happening now with this new black moon solar eclipse, it's a new moon eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries on April 19th or 20th, depending on your time zone, will start new themes that will echo now from, from now through 2025. If you want some hints as to how this might manifest, you can look at the themes that came up in your relationship space from the end of 2013 through early 2016. That was the last time we had an Aries Libra eclipse cycle. And you can also go back even further to early 2004 through the early 2006 time frame and kind of just look at the storylines of relationship space and your health and your inner world and your mental space and your tangible realm and those type of polarities that came up at that time. Very likely you'll remember some significant themes that followed along those tracks and those are the types of things that will probably come back up now. Now I have many people ask me, Annie, I had something bad happen then. Does that mean it's going to re-happen or happen again? Not necessarily. There were unique astrological factors that were occurring in those previous cycles that are not present now. So that unique, complete picture that was happening then is different than the unique picture that's happening now. We're simply looking towards the themes, the beginnings and the endings of chapters, relationships, and ways of relating. 
um, to give you some signs as to what you might see coming. Definitely back into the fire though, not only from being targeted from the eclipses, but also planets are moving through your sign. We'll get to that in a second. And birthdays and a ton of fire in the sky. This isn't a language that Taurus energy speaks as fluently unless you have other fire placements in your chart, but we've got the sun, Chiron, Jupiter, star goddesses, Astraea, Vesta, Eris, and Mercury, all in Aries, bringing motivation, inspiration, zest, action-oriented attitudes, impetus for change. And focus on your physical body. You've got that coming from a lot of places too, from all the Aries planets, because it rules your first house. Plus, in your solar chart, which is what we're looking at here, Taurus, all the planets moving through Taurus are also focusing on that first house. So this is a time of revitalization. It's a time of redefinition of your physical body, of how you look, your appearance. If you have to make any big decisions regarding your appearance, you'll have more clarity about that. February, March, first week of April. Then we start to dive into retrograde, which we'll talk more about later. Um, but you've, you know, you really have a lot of focus on asking the question, who am I? What do I want to present to the world? What features of what I'm interested in do I want to present that I identify with? You know, what kinds of things are working for you and what kinds of things aren't and what changes do you have to make? And a very big storyline that's occurring now has to do with healing incorrect mental perceptions or ones that are causing you problems addictions and fears, confronting them and getting through them. And this is something that happens cyclically yearly before your birthday. The sun lights up your 12th house of your fears and addictions and phobias and, you know, uh, negative patterns. But it's also a place where you can find a lot of gold within you, power, resolve. Um, You know, your subconscious mind is from what you create from and getting mastery over your mind and your thoughts and your worrying and your planning and all of that can go a long way. Also, sometimes the sun, before it crosses over your sun or wherever your Taurus placement is, if you're watching for something other than your sun sign, sometimes you get to see things you don't want so that it can make you more clearly see what you do want so that you can use all of this energy of revitalization and your birthday wishes and your intentions in order to create the life of your dreams. And that's really what this is about. So there's such heavy energy in your subconscious mind, it might lend itself to, you know, some mental distress or just um, a lot of work to do there, trouble sleeping, uh, insomnia, things rumping and bumping around there. You know, you imagine the sun being there, that's just one of the planets. The sun being there is like a spotlight in a dark place, an attic that has yucky stuff and you don't want to look at it, but you have to now. But you can also find like your grandmother's vase that is worth a million dollars, you know, so untold riches can be found financially, spiritually, and otherwise in this transit and then, you know, culminating with your birthday. So happy birthday if you're going to be having your birthday in April. So our early degree uh, Taurus birthdays. Birthday time is a time to make your wishes, say them out loud, feel them as if they have come true and even write them down. If it's not going to be your birthday, but the sun is crossing over another Taurus placement, you can still do intentions. Intentions and wishes are two 
different things. I have a video that talks a little bit more about this. Um, and actually I do in my book, Planetology, how to align with the natural rhythms of the universe. We'll talk about wishes versus intentions, but basically the intentions are things that you are going to do. And your wishes are things that you want, you're wishing for, you're surrendering to ask to come to you. So either one of those things can be supercharged at this time. Okay, so as we see about, yes, let's stick with continuing the movement of the personal planet. So we have transiting North Node, star goddess Juno, planet Uranus in a long-term transit, Venus, all in the sign of Taurus, your sign, either in a long-term or short-term way, depending on which placement it is. So this is, again, helping you to ground in, plan, have systems around your vibrant health and creating your best life. It's giving you the zest, the Aries placements are giving you the zest, the exuberance, the enthusiasm, the motivation, and then the Taurus energies are giving you the framework um, through which to channel all of this zesty uh, energy that will help you to become more empowered because ultimately that's what this is about. All right, so we have all of that going on. The transiting north node in your sign is consistent with what happens when we have the eclipse cycles going through um, a polarity of signs. Okay, so wherever the north and south node are in transit, during that period of time, we have eclipses happening there. So um, this is basically helping you to get more on track with your highest expression in this lifetime. And whenever we're in eclipse time, that is exactly what's happening. The burning up of karma, negative karma, the activating of positive karma, the activation of dharma or what you're supposed to be doing in this lifetime and where you'll find the most fulfillment. This time, April, May, is supercharged with clearing up unfinished business so that you can step more fully and more clearly onto the path that feels and is the best for you. There may be some abrupt changes, things that come out of the blue, and there may be some things that are settle unsettling and things that are basically non-negotiable. Eclipses tend to bring in non-negotiable changes, meaning you don't have say in whether it's happening. You just kind of have say in how you're going to deal with it. But, um, you know, this could work very much to your benefit because if you've been trying to manifest something or make positive changes, then you have plenty of energy to be able to do that at this time. Okay, so let's talk some more about the difference between the energies in the beginning of April and as we move deeper into April, because February, March, early April is a time that's really set for forward movement, big decisions, clarity, future planning, life-changing decisions that you instigate versus life-changing decisions that come to you, which is the ones that the eclipses in the retrograde tend to bring in. Okay, so we're kind of on this line here of you feeling more in the driver's seats, you making plans and taking an active role in your destiny. And that flows very well through around April 7th. And we start the shadow period of the Mercury retrograde, which begins April 21st. And then we plummet into retrograde land. Okay, so April 21st through May 15th, we're in retrograde. May 15th through May 30th, we're in the post-shadow period. And then pretty soon into June, we start to get into the Venus pre-transit retrograde shadow period, and then Venus retrograde, the Mercury retrograde. So we have a lot of retrograde energy this year. So if you have things that you are directing, self-directing, things that you're trying to get done, 
things that you're conjuring and trying to create. The time for those things is when I'm posting this in February, March, and early April, and then start to switch into neutral, kind of like when you go into a car wash and you have to switch into neutral, and then it says relax and you just take your foot off of it, you know, you just kind of hang out there and the car wash pushes you along and everything is happening and you're not doing anything. And then at the end, you shift back into drive and then you take off. Okay, so that's that's kind of the change in energy where you're moving from active to and proactive to more passive and reactive. You basically just deal with the things that come up to deal with. And a lot of things will tend to do that. Things that were sure and set and scheduled. Once you get April 7th and beyond, probably those plans will either change, they'll go away completely, or they'll get called into question even if they ultimately work out. So it's very hard to plan for the future when you're in a retrograde. So this is more of a time to deal with repairs, deal with things that are right in front of you. Appliances and devices and transportation mechanisms tend to go haywire more often during this transit. So it's just, you know, you just kind of sit back, let the food come to you from the webs you worked on in the more active period and in the past, and just basically eat the food that comes and see what the waves, the tides coming in, bring to you as you sit on the shore. Not a time to put your boat out into um, the open water. That time is February, March, in the beginning of April. Now, after April 7th, you're moving in to see what the tides deliver to you and you're dealing with everything that comes to you. And that things will be so much smoother if you can make that switch. Sometimes it's hard, uh, especially when we have such a crazy push forward to to change gears, but that's exactly what's going to happen partway through April. And you'll be so much happier if you can just know that this is happening and then just go with it rather than trying to continue the pace of you making things happen, you conjuring things, you directing things. Now the universe is, I mean, ultimately the universe is directing everything anyway, but it's going to be very much more apparent that, you know, you're going into the passenger seat um, as April moves on. And one of the great things about leaving yourself unscheduled is first of all, you won't have to make calls to reschedule everything. Because if you know ahead of time, like do all your doctor's appointments and your car appointments and all of your stuff, if possible, that are like proactive sort of things, regular maintenance sort of things, you do those in February, March, early April. And then you can leave the time for the rest of April and into May to be unscheduled so that you don't have to change plans, have them be called into question, and you can show up for last minute magic or for the things that need to be addressed. The retrograde energy is also great for clearing up unfinished business, piles on your desk, clearing clutter, those kind of things. And it's a really good time to edit things, go back into things, catch up with friends and family from the past that you already know, experiment in a low stakes way without intending to try to do much long term that will be the bulk of the month of April. If you really like uh, understanding when these open windows are for moving direct and when we're kind of sliding back into retrograde and what, you know, more of what to do during each cycle, then first of all, you can get my book, Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe. Also, you can go to AnnieBAstrology.com, Annie, the letter B, astrology.com, and sign up for my exclusive content portal that has my 2023 retrograde direct calendar, as well as things that are good to do in each period of time so that you can naturally align with the rhythms. 
So now I want to give you, oh, let's see. Yes, some dates. So I've given you some important dates already. I'm just going to blow through my calendar of some top hits here. If you are a person that enjoys knowing dates to note and what you may expect. Okay, so if you do like to have the aspect, sorry, I just got interrupted and I forgot exactly where I left off. So if there seems to be a little incoherence here, that's why. Um, so if you like to know the aspects beforehand and how they may affect you, you will love to sign up for my free email newsletter at AnnieHelpsYou.com because in there, I not only give you my sweet and salty um, aspect date list, which by the way, in April, we've got more sweet aspects compared to the salty and harmonious ones. So that's good news. But if you like the, the write-up, I make an extensive write-up for those in my email community, including different aspects, what you can expect from them, the dates and other summaries of the month written, delivered to your inbox one month early. Okay, so you can you can get that for free through anyhelpsyou.com as well as other perks. But I'm going to give you a few now so that you can mark your calendar. All right, so April 3rd, we've got a square with Mercury and Pluto. Some challenging news or some power struggles can come from that. We have around April 5th, full moon in Libra, 16 degrees. So there's fullness, completion, fruition, drama coming to relationship space. Also could come to health or something with your office or daily work or pets. Again, that can be for better or worse. You know, it could be a fantastic time with one of your pets that you just have a really great experience, or it could be that you have a fight with a partner and, you know, for better or worse, relationship space and animals and your daily experience and health is coming into the, the light for that full moon. April 7th, we talked about that's the end of the open window. April 11th, we have Sunday and, or uh, not Sunday, the sun, <laughs> we have the sun and Jupiter making a conjunction. And that can bring more benevolence, amplify the benevolent effects of Jupiter and luck. So sometimes just a nice little time for extra luck or for an extra boost. April 19th or 20th, depending on your time zone, that new moon, black moon, solar eclipse. Uh, a black moon is the second new moon, either in a zodiac sign or month. So there's definitely a lot of power here with this moon. And it's at the 29 degree mark, which is the pinnacle of the Aries energy. So there's that going on. April 21st, Mercury goes retrograde through May 15th. April 27th, we have Mars in Cancer squaring Chiron and Aries. So that could be a little blip to your self-esteem. Someone in your family insulting you or something from your childhood coming back to haunt you, a pattern or something. But in the days around April 29th, we end off with Mars and Cancer, then making a nice aspect to Uranus. So either something sweet coming from that stress or something separate that comes as a surprise in a wonderful way. If you love astrology and love how I teach and you want to learn, check out my astrology education resources at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E, life.com. That's my school, Luminous Life Multiversity. You can take my Astrology Basics and Beyond course, or if you want to get that course for free, you can register for my mastery course, my Becoming a Professional Astrologer mastery course, where I teach you how to do exactly that. So whether you've been studying astrology for a while and need help weaving it all together into a coherent package that you can charge for, or whether you're starting from ground zero and you want to earn money for your love, from your love of the stars, I can help you to do that 
I've been a successful entrepreneur for 25 years. I've been an online, a successful online entrepreneur for 17 years, and I've been a successful astrologer for 20 years. So let all of my experience and passion help to guide you on your path with astrology. And you can see that at loomlife.com, or you can go straight to the course page, which is beastropro.com, beastropro.com. I also have some free courses at my school, including one for your financial consciousness called Unleash Your Money Magnet. So you can find all these links in the notes underneath the podcast video. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.